Welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Happy Thursday. Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. We're back for episode two, season three of Becoming Eva. How you doing? How you doing? How's your week going? You know, my week is always, always, always busy. Um, I still need to eat dinner tonight. (laughs) I've been on the go all day from working, um, an appointment. We, what did we have to, uh, this evening? I had to pick up Girl Scout uniforms, soccer and dance. Um, and then I had to stop at the grocery store to get something uh, to go with our meal tonight. So I have been on the go like every single day this week. It has been very, very busy. <laughs> wow. Almost there, girl. One more day. One more day. I can make it. I can make it. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, my week has been full, draining. I had some appointments this week, so that kind of always puts me in a different headspace and some decisions I need to make. But God is, he has really been faithful. Like he's been walking me through like every step. And so I'm just leaning into him and trusting him with whatever he has in store for Dawsonville and, you know, going from there. So, all right, let's dive into what is trending. So if you don't know, then you about to know all week, (laughs) everybody has been talking about Donda, 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 Donda. That was my rendition of track one for Kanye West's new album, Donda, named after his late mother. And so, yeah, all the hubbub, like literally it has been, people have been waiting on this album for over a month like I gotta give him props for his rollout strategy I mean that's what me and my husband do as far as helping people with their rollouts and he has done a phenomenal job by getting everybody's attention and keeping everybody's attention until it actually dropped but I gotta ask I gotta ask I don't know if you listened to it or heard anything off of it do you think it was worth the wait like what do you think So I have not listened to the album in its entirety, but from what I've heard um, and from listening to bits and pieces with my husband, I think it's pretty good from what the songs that I have heard. um, And I also think it's considered a Christian album. That was going to be my next question. Do you consider it a Christian album? And tell me why you consider it a Christian album. Well, he's saying things like Jesus is Lord, wash me new, and he didn't release the parts with the cursing, so it sounds Christian to me. Okay. He got, <laughs> what about you? Some, he got some, definitely, he definitely has some secular artists on there, you know, Lil Baby, um, The Weeknd, Jay-Z, of course, like he 
Um, he, he's got some, some, a wide variety of people on there. So I would say for me, I would constitute it a Christian album because of the message. Like you were saying, content is, is what defines it as king to me. And so as long as the message isn't wavering from the word of God, then I would consider it a Christian album as well. Um, he is, of course, you know, what Kanye is just controversial. That's like his middle name. So <laughs> there's always going to be backlash. There's always going to be different, different feedback. Cause you know, um, at his last, um, listening session that he did in, in Chicago, he had Marilyn Manson up on the stage and everybody was like, like what's going on here. And, you know, he's always doing some kind of weird creative interpretation. You know, he said a he had a replica of his childhood home on stage, set it on fire, came out. It was it was very, very interesting. So, I mean, Kanye, I mean, I do consider him a creative genius and I do consider the creative geniuses that I know of um, to be kind of weird, quirky. So I'm like, I kind of chalk it up to that. But I really am trusting and believing that this man is saved. Like, I really want him to, like, continue to walk in that path and continue to forge a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because, like, God can really use him to influence masses. And I believe he already is. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping and praying he continues down that path. But I do, to answer your question, I would consider this a Christian album. So, yes, yeah. It's exciting. It's yeah. exciting. I, I have to make it through all of it because literally it's 27 tracks, uh, oh, almost two hours of worth of music. So it's a lot. that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have not <laughs> finished it at all, <laughs> Yeah, but I know so, that he's, well, he's already made some good money off of it. Um, I think he made about 12 million just off of the listening, um, audience. That, yeah, I was, that's not even sales. So yeah, that's, I mean, that is literally what I mean when I say he did a great rollout because for him to make that much money without selling a record is amazing. Yeah. That's really is. All right, cool. So next trending topic is of course our, gosh, our country, our country is in a state of turmoil right now. Like Hurricane Ida, Named after my, after my uh, my grandmother, rest her soul, Ida Jean. But like literally, is running rampant in this country. So starting, of course, down in the Louisiana, um, parts of Texas, Galveston area, like running rampant. And of course, the timing of it would be 15 years after Katrina, Hurricane Katrina. So just really, you know, thoughts and prayers for uh, people area that have been displaced not once but twice you know um for those that um may have lost their lives prayers for their families you know just just a lot going on i think last i last i read is about 3500 people that have been um displaced if not more i could i could totally be off by now because i know the numbers are steadily climbing but a lot of people have been displaced in that area. So thoughts and prayers for them. And then of course it has whipped on up. I mean, we got rain here like early this week, but it whipped on up to the East Coast. And now New Jersey, New York, where my husband's family is, it's like massive flooding there. You know, people in basement 
apartments have their apartments been flooded out some people have died in you know that have were living in those areas it's crazy um the subway areas are flooding it's it's crazy. Like we're in some crazy times. Like what are, what are your thoughts on everything that's going on in our country this week? Yeah, just a lot of thoughts and prayers for those families that are being impacted by Hurricane Ida. Um, yeah, last I checked, I think the death toll was up to like 45 um, from mm -hmm. New York City, the northeastern yeah. um, part of our country. And I mean, it's just really, really... I think that was a bit of a surprise for the New York and New Jersey area. Yeah. I, did not, I did not see that coming. Um, but it looks like for the people that have passed away, it, it from what I'm reading, it's like people that are in the basement apartments or in their cars have oh. been impacted by the flooding. Wow. So, I mean, we definitely need to keep our country lifted. I really feel like God is... Yeah, he's, these are some crazy times. And I feel like, you know, of course, we, we definitely don't wish tragedy upon anybody. But the prayer is always that, you know, it would be used to draw people closer to God and to have a greater awareness of him. Like we really need him, like in these days. So, but I, I have to ask, like, because particularly, I've been thinking about the people in the Louisiana area and the fact that like, it just seems like it never fails. Like there's always some type of hurricane, storm, some flooding, something in that area. And I'm like, you know, it made me wonder like, if that's where I was from, if that's where my family was, like, how, how would I respond? Like, how would I, like, would I, would I still try to stay in the area? Would I try to relocate? I mean, you've got family there, number one. And then of course, some people just don't have the means to relocate, but it just really makes me wonder, like, if that's my home, like how people must be feeling, you know, for them to continuously go through this over and over. Yeah, that's really rough. I, I can't say that if, if my family or if I lived in Louisiana and after Hurricane Katrina, like if I would want to continue to rebuild and stay there, I know um, during Hurricane Katrina, um, I think I was in college and I remember a bunch of students um, were displaced from Louisiana and they were placed yeah. um, in my, at my college. I do remember that. Um, wow. and I just, I just can't imagine having to constantly like rebuild and, you know, it, it's really, really hard, really hard, but I know some people are really, um, tied to their homes and may not want to ever relocate. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough situation, but definitely got to keep our country and our thoughts and prayers because like we're being hit on every side, like on every side. So those are the areas that I wanted to talk about that we're trending in, but for hot topic Thursday, we're actually going to sound off on a series of hot topics. So some of them are a little more serious than others. You know, like I said, these are some serious times, but they're important topics that we really felt we needed to address. So the first topic that we're going to sound off on, I affectionately call the DMV. No, I am not talking about, <laughs> I'm not talking about a part of the country. I'm not talking about the tri-state area. 
but I am talking about all things related to the pandemic that we're currently in. The Delta variant, mask, <laughs> and vaccines, the DMV. So let's sound off. We are now, gosh, over a year and a half into this pandemic for COVID-19. So of course, you know, thankfully vaccines rolled out at the top of the year. People were feeling a little more free, like they could, you know, take off their masks. People have started traveling more. People have started, you know, starting to exhale a little bit. All only to find out, like literally weeks later, okay, the variant is now ramping up. Put your mask back on, hide your kids, hide your wives, get back in your house. It's like, what in the world? So I got to ask, like, how are you feeling these days? How are you navigating this pandemic? Do you feel like we're still in a pandemic? Some people are like, what pandemic? I don't know. Like, tell me how you feel in these days. We are still definitely still in a pandemic. And (laughs) (laughs) we are still taking precautions for sure. um, As far as mask wearing and um, when we do have things like birthday parties, um, you know, we, we normally require masks. I know with my oldest daughter, we did her birthday party outdoors, um, to kind of help facilitate with that social distancing and making sure people were, were wearing masks. Um, so we are definitely still in a pandemic. COVID is still out there. Um, it's getting very close to home for me. I feel like, um, I'm finding out about like, friends and family members um, that are getting um, the Delta variant and even some that are have passed away I I think I know up to like three people now that have passed Mm. away from COVID so it is a real thing like some people Mm -hmm. you know don't think it's real but and sometimes you think it won't happen to you until it happens to you um, so this past weekend, a family yeah. friend, um, her son passed away from COVID oh. and he was in need of a lung tra- transplant and he was an, unable to get it. So, I mean, it's definitely still out there. It's definitely still taking lives. So we are very much still in a pandemic, even though I know we want to get out there and be free and go back to life as normal uh but we still have to be very cautious right now and it's hard because i I mean it's it's draining it's taxing to constantly be cognizant of you know crowds and who you're around and social distancing and you know it's draining i know it is taking a toll on people like literally you know 18 months ago when when, you know, this thing became a thing, I think people were like, oh, give it three weeks, give it three months, it'll pass. And like, here we are literally in a whole living life completely differently. It's, it's, it's crazy. So, but you know, you know me, I got to dive into some of the controversial topics here. So you mentioned mask. I know that has been a big uh, topic of discussion, particularly as children have been going back to school. You know, um, people have been protesting. Kids don't, our kids shouldn't have to wear a mask. You know, then you've got teachers saying, hey, you know, we're teaching from coffins. I mean, I've heard crazy stuff 
stuff. So like, what are your thoughts on the whole mask piece? Like, do you feel like they should be required? Do you feel like people are overreacting? Like what, what are your thoughts? I definitely think people should be wearing masks. Um, especially in schools for sure Mm -hmm. there's tons of germs at school and some of those classrooms are packed with 35 plus students so it's almost impossible for these teachers to have the students socially distanced when they're they're in a room full of 35 students in a small like normal sized room So if they're not doing anything to reduce the class sizes, then, you know, it's almost like you have to mandate everyone wear masks because what else can you do? Like if if they're all stuck in the same classroom Um, and then you have to think about, it's not about just you. You have to think about everybody else. Like some people may have underlining um conditions asthma all kinds of things and that are at greater risk um i even know at my my daughter's preschool some parents are well were really uh extremely uh unhappy about the kiddos having to wear masks this year and voice their opinion in like a group um parent email and she was like, I'm taking my kid off or out of school because they should yeah. have their masks and faith over fear and all kinds of things. And so, but the flip side of that is, well, one of my kids suffers from allergies and different things. So when she gets sick um, because of the like environmental allergies and those things, um, the bacteria and viruses go down and allergens go down into her lungs, it's almost always necessary that we have to take her to the emergency room wow. to help her with her breathing yeah um, even though she has like we have epipen and inhalers and different things like that but um you have to think about other people um like like people with asthma yeah. like there's i mean you just have to think bigger than yourself i guess yeah Out, it's outside hard. Of your convenience yeah i mean i get it i get it i i do not want children to have to live in masks and just have them them on throughout the day i know i get hot just having my mask on walking around the grocery store i'm like okay now what what's going on so i get it it's a lot it, it definitely is but at the same time if we're talking about lives if we're talking about health if we're talking about others it's Definitely another precaution we have to take, especially since um, children can't be vaccinated right now. There aren't vaccines available for children. So that actually leads me to my next controversial aspect of uh, this pandemic that we're in, vaccines. That's definitely been a hot time topic and I know for, I'll use me and my husband as an example, it took us a while a while to get our vaccines because we were like, okay, hold up. This happened a little too fast. They had this thing ready a little too soon, number one. And then just wanting to be mindful, like, okay, what are we putting in our bodies? Are we putting the actual virus in our body? I mean, there were a lot of questions that we had, a lot of thoughts, a lot of hesitancies that we had. Um, And then wanting to just make sure that that 
we were making the best decision for our family, just bottom line. And so we we took time, we researched, we prayed about it, we talked to other people about it, we talked to doctors and healthcare professionals about it. Like we literally wanted to do our due diligence to make sure we felt comfortable. That was the bottom line. I was not gonna do it because everybody else was doing it or because everybody else was like, you need to do it. Like I personally needed to feel comfortable. And so it took us a minute to take it. Um, so I'm glad we did have no qualms about it, you know, but there's definitely a lot of controversy around it. I mean, I've had to unfollow people that have just blatantly been like cussed out people for like not taking the vaccine or taking the vaccine or and I'm like okay help help me understand because if anything I'm thinking the people that haven't gotten the vaccine should be more concerned than the people that have that's just me though that's just me educate me if I'm if I'm missing something help me you know, and I and and I get it, you know, maybe people that haven't had the vaccine can be more super spreaders. But then at the same time, people that have had the vaccine could also be super spreaders because they could be asymptomatic. So it's just a lot of different things in there that we're all still figuring out. And my whole thing is not pro versus con or whatever, like pro versus anti. My thing is, can we not look and talk to each other crazy based on the decisions that people are making? Like, for real, that that was my biggest issue. Like, some of the commentary has been off the chain around this vaccine. So what are, what are your thoughts? So yeah, we had some reservations at first um, with getting the vaccine um, because yeah, the rollout was really quick. Um, and at the time, and then of course my um, family, they were trying to pressure us to go ahead and get the vaccine. And we weren't really um, bothered because I think I had just had Mason. So we were basically still quarantining. We weren't going anywhere. Like we were still in the house. Um, I wasn't going to grocery stores, wasn't really going anywhere. So I was like, well, calm down, hold up. Let, let me uh, research and you know figure it out and decide uh, when we're gonna get the vaccine. So we had a lot of pressure um, from our family, but uh, we did attend a town hall meeting with um, the director of the CDC health department. And that made us feel better because we were able to get a lot of our questions answered. Mm -hmm. Like, um, how, did, how did it roll out so quickly? And basically her answer was unlimited resources because, mm -hmm. Um, they had unlimited resources. They could get the scientists and research That's and all, all that stuff done uh, yeah. in a more efficient manner. And a lot yeah. of times with other vaccines, you have to wait for funding. So she mm. said they basically had unlimited resources to be able to yeah. um, create the vaccine and test it and roll it out. So that was the, gotcha. the big you know, like reason of, how they were able to do it so quickly because they had yeah money to do it yeah. um and then you know she did go into like what was actually in the vaccine and all that different stuff mm -hmm. because people had questions about that um but for me you know i don't know what's in my talent <laughs> 
I don't know what's in the other vaccines that I've, I've had. So, you know, I wasn't too concerned about sp the specifics um, because I don't, I don't technically know what's in all the different medicines and things that I currently take. I just know that yeah. my headache feel better when I take it, you know? Yeah. So I wasn't too, too concerned, but you know, if you want to know specifically what's in the vaccine, you can research and find that information out. But for us, we have Absolutely. young kids that cannot uh, be vaccinated um, so we thought that it was the best decision for our family um, was mm -hmm. for me and Ryan to go ahead and get the vaccine. And then plus I'm breastfeeding. So mm -hmm. um, Mason gets whatever antibodies that my body um, produces. So health-wise, Mason, um, and then we want to do whatever we can uh, to help protect our girls that can't get vaccinated yet. Yeah, very good. That brings up an interesting question. Like, what type of precautions are you taking um, to protect your children since they aren't able to be vaccinated? So yeah, we still do we still do masks and we still socially distance and we do minimize like the amount of places that we do go. But I do mm -hmm. want them to also be kids and get to explore the world as well, just you know, with a lot of hand washing and things like that, um, like swimming, um, they took swim lessons. They can't wear masks while they mm -hmm. swim. <laughs> so oh, that chlorine, girl, that chlorine will kill everything. <laughs> Go ahead. Right. Um, and the different uh, sports and different things when they're running and sweating and they need to breathe, um, you know, we just have to make sure they clean their hands and bathe down when they get home. But I do, I do think it's important for kids to also be kids and not just be completely mm -hmm. stuck in the house all the time. Like they need to go out and be physical as well. Yeah. Do you feel the need to um, either require people be vaccinated that are around your children or to ask or to even actively share that you're vaccinated? Well, sometimes I do actively share that I'm vaccinated, um, mm -hmm. but we don't like require people um, to be vaccinated, mm -hmm. to be around our kids. Um, you know, we do like, especially when Mason was home, um, you know, we, a lot of hand washing, that's for any baby. So when you first have a baby and you don't, yeah. you know, you, you can't have the babies get sick because they can't take, um, medicines and different things like that. So like mask wearing, hand washing, hand sanitizer, things like that. But no, we don't yeah. we don't inquire about people's vaccination status because we could be spreading, um, you know, the COVID virus to them, even even though Facts. we have our vaccine, we could still Facts. be uh, spreading it to the people that are unvaccinated. Facts. Um, yes. So our bodies and and I know we did the Johnson and Johnson one and it was mm -hmm. a lot of side effects. I think we were like out for like three days like trying to recover from it gotcha. but at, at the end of the day yeah. um when we did the research it it said it was holding up pretty good against the delta variant when the delta variant was just 
starting to come uh, out. I think uh, that was in Africa, I think, when they first started mm-hmm. um, seeing the Delta variant and they said the Johnson mm-hmm. Johnson holding up pretty good against it, um, which is why we felt uh, comfortable with it, even though it was mm-hmm. a pretty rough on the side effects. <laughs> it was rough. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and then too, you're getting one shot versus the two. So it's probably packs a more powerful punch too. My guess, I'm not a doctor, but just my guess. So I got you. Wow. So, okay, cool. Well, I will, I will say this. And I mean, you definitely um, touched on this. I, vaccinated or not, we got to be careful in these streets. Like if you ask me, I'm still moving like I'm not vaccinated because it's just so many unknowns out here, you know, variants, you know, after the Delta there's probably going to be another one. Like you just don't know and you don't know how people's bodies are going to respond. So vaccinated or not, be safe. That's all I can say. Be safe. Be mindful of others. Take care of yourself. Anything else you got to say on the, the DMV before we move on? I mean, and I know a lot of people have some misconceptions about the vaccine. Like once you get the vaccine, some people think like you can't get COVID or Delta variant. Um, but you nope. very much can. I know plenty of people. Yeah. You very much can mm-hmm. um, still get it. And even if you get COVID once, you can still get COVID mm-hmm. again. Um, so mm-hmm. just be mindful. Be mindful of that when you're making your decisions on whether to get the vaccine or not to get the vaccine. It's just kind of like a flu shot that you get yearly um, because they have different strands that are out there, Mm -hmm. like strand A, strand B, and each year it may evolve and change. So that is what the COVID um, virus has done and it Mm -hmm. will continue to do. It will continue to evolve and change. And you may need a booster shot, but that's just kind of like how you do uh yearly flu shots i don't know if you get flu shots but it works the same way like just because you get a vaccine does not mean you're immune to it well yeah i mean prayerfully at least from from what i've heard and and those that um have experienced it that i know um the the side effects or the symptoms aren't as severe if you do have the vaccine and you do right. find yourself you know catching it covid or the delta variant or something but all that to say still we got to be careful in these streets for real for real for real so all right on to the next topic to sound off on hot topic all right we got to We got to We talked about our our country being in turmoil. You know. Meanwhile, there's a, a whole lot going on in other countries in this world, namely Afghanistan. So, uh, the U.S. after 20 years has pulled their troops completely out of Af- Afghanistan, and the Taliban is like running rampant. They're doing a thing. Like a lot is going on in that area, um, and a lot of people have evacuated from Afghanistan or trying to evacuate. Um, I know the U.S. has put a certain limit on the number of people they're allowing into the U.S., but Canada, they've opened up their doors. Other countries have opened up their doors as well. But it's a lot, a lot going on, you know. And so want to kind of get your thoughts on that. Um, you know, after 20 years, literally, of being over in Afghanistan, the troops have been 
sent home, what are your thoughts on what's going on in Afghanistan? Um, I really feel for the people of Af- of Afghanistan and a lot for the women and children um, that have gotten used to certain freedoms. And it's a lot of uncertainty right now with the Taliban. And I, I'm praying for them and I pray that that um, it does not go back to the way that it was before the U.S. was there. But I feel I just, you know, I have a fear that it is going that way. And, you know, I'm just praying for them. I don't think I don't yeah. I don't know if we should have left. <laughs> that's that's what I was going to ask, because like what what are your thoughts on on the Biden administration and their decision to pull the troops out? Well, I, I am a little disappointed in that decision because I'm thinking about the women and children and the people of Afghanistan that's there right now. And still, you know, we're over here in America still fighting over vaccines and masks. And, you know, these people in Afghanistan are worried about certain freedoms. Like that, yeah. that's huge. Yeah, it is. It really is. Well, I know we, we've been doing a lot of prayer, um, praying for Afghanistan, you know, and our family, our church, you know, just really just trying to keep them lifted. And honestly, too, it has opened my eyes to the need to pray for members of the Taliban as well, like really believing that God would touch their hearts. He, God can do anything and he can change any situation however he wants to. So really praying that for a move of God, like a genuine move of God, like we, we need it. And so it's, it's definitely caused me to cry out more on behalf of others. Um, And then also um, just yesterday, I heard a really interesting perspective of someone that served in the armed forces and he was just talking about how it seems like everything we worked so hard to build over there for the last 20 years is now like been wiped away, like crumbled in the blink of an eye. I was like, wow, like I never really thought of it that way, you know? Um, But then at the same time, like realizing that it's not in and of our own strength that we can do everything, like some things we really do have to trust God with. So, I mean, I, I, I wish the transition was a little smoother, a little different, um, it, this just kind of felt out of the blue, but again, I don't know all of the conversations and steps that were taken. Like, was it how far in advance was it said, Hey, we're planning to pull out the troops. Was there a gradual pullout? I don't know any of all, any of that, but really it just felt so like sudden to me, like, oh my gosh, like, was there anything that we could have done to help m- there to be a smoother transition? You know, right. I mean, I, I, I know we can't necessarily commit to being over there indefinitely, but like, was there anything we could have done differently or better bottom line? Right. And I've been praying too about those lives that were lost of those Mm -hmm. uh, American soldiers from the suicide bomber. Mm. It was awful. Yeah. I've been watching it on CNN about their families and their stories and, 
you know, sometimes we forget when we see these names that these are you know, like people and they've had families and real lives like that's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a lot, girl, we got a lot to be praying for these days for real. <laughs> for real. Like God is like, if you don't know me, you gonna know me. You are going to know me one way or another by tribulation or revelation you're going to know me like he's trying to get our attention so i'm just praying like god help us to heed your voice heed the call and to just get ready you know bottom line so i don't yeah i don't have much else to say about afghanistan besides pray but is there anything else you want to share on that hot topic before we go to hot topic number three hot topic number three Girl, I feel like we've been like heavy, heavy, heavy most of this show, but it's a lot. It's a lot of hard stuff going on. And we would be doing our community a disservice if we only talked about the funny, the lighthearted stuff. Like we really need to be talking about everything and weighing in on it. So number three, we're going to lighten it up. We're going to do a media check. Okay. So we're going to find out what you're watching, what you're reading, what you're listening to, all of the above. So in these days of Netflixing and chilling, where, I mean, literally it's all about how much can you stream, you know, especially if you're still trying to social distance. So first question, what are you binging? Anything recent you want to share? Clickbait. What? Clickbait. I've seen it. I saw the preview. Is it good though? So good. We are always like, oh, but we're so tired. Let's just (laughs) do a little. (laughs) It's a mess. (laughs) But we're night owls and we're mostly like multitasking when we're watching it, but it's really good. Um, Oh, wow. We're not, we're not like, you know, watching it when we're like super, super tired. It's only when we're like multitasking doing other things, but it's really good. So you should check out Clickbait on Netflix. Okay. I peeped it and I was like, oh, I think I want to watch it, but I haven't clicked the clickbait yet. Clickbait. Wow. Click All right. And I was going to say too, when we, when we first started talking about, you know, ramping up for the show again, I know you told me you finally finished watching another show. Did you want to talk about that one at all? Oh, what? I know it's a old, but. Married yeah. at First Sight? Yeah. Did you want to talk about Married at First Sight at we all? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I just finished, finally, the Atlanta <laughs> season. And I'm currently gotcha. watching the current season. I'm, I am watching the current season. Okay. But I was talking to you about um, Chris <laughs> and Paige. I cannot <laughs> believe Chris and Paige. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? How did their story Somebody end? go help her and him. Where are your mentors? Where are your support people? Like, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> so they ended up getting a divorce, thankfully. Oh, okay. Yes. No, all. You, have, you <laughs> have you seen it? No, <laughs> Have you seen it? <laughs> Uh-uh, girl. No, I just heard about it. So oh, no. you're like, thankfully they got a divorce. Yes. Chris was a mess. <laughs> he sounds like he was a mess. He really he does. But yes. I just I just hate mess. that he was carrying that name Christian, making us all I look bad. They always make us look bad. Mm, mm, that's a mess. But you know, I think reality television banks on that. They're like, let's find us a Christian. Somebody we can drag <laughs> through the mud. <laughs> 
<laughs> somebody we can you know ruin Jesus's credibility with like what in the world <laughs> just a mess okay so, so I'm watching the current one now the current what do you what do you think of the second one of the second the well, the, one this is the second season or what season is this oh this is like season like nine or ten. Oh, my bad 13 my bad. or something it's you see <laughs> you see how i don't be watching but okay the current season though what are your thoughts on that current season um i definitely think val and johnny are going to make it um about Gil and Merla. Um, Merla is like super high maintenance. Um, she hasn't let Gil like kiss her, not really even hardly touched her. It's your <laughs> husband, ain't it? Is, is, is this yeah. not your husband? It's, but she was like, eh, I don't know, on the wedding and like she made him kiss her cheek. <laughs> and he was going in for the lips and she was like, eh. <laughs> okay, I need these people to understand. Now, first of all, I am not a proponent of being married at first sight, but I do believe if you're going to make the vow, if you're going to enter the covenant, then you're going to enter the covenant. Otherwise, it defeats the whole purpose. So I'm like, I don't know. But yeah, she's totally like, uh, I need to get to know you first. You're not going to be touching all up on me. <laughs> I need to call it dating at first sight or engaged at first sight. How about that? How about that? And, and the other couples right now, I don't, I'm not quite sure about them just yet, but those are my two opinions. And then there's a couple on the show. I know you're not watching it, but the husband is tested positive for COVID. So now Aww. they have to quarantine away from each other. Yeah. So he's still on the honeymoon and she flew back to Texas. Dog, he's still on the honeymoon? Like, like in the hotel. He's quarantining there. Oh, but I'm still. Well, I, I guess yeah. He's just stuck I, in the room. Can you quarantine in another room and I still, you know, live my best life on the honeymoon? Like <laughs> I'm just saying, if I you don't know. Yeah, I yeah. And the I forgot her name right now. It's not coming to my head, my mind. Oh, what is it? Michaela. Michaela. I think it's Michaela. Mm-hmm. Um, Michaela. I think she wanted to like be around him and stay and. I think he was was like, no, we need to like space out, quarantine. I don't know who made the decision to like go back to Texas or who encouraged what, but wow, yeah. mm. wow, wow! It must. I mean, the, I think people. they're the only ones that consummated their marriage on the wedding night. Mm. They're the only God. ones that did it. God bless them. God bless them. I mean, the last season must have been good for you to start watching the next one. So I'm like, hey. <laughs> You go back and watch it. it. <laughs> I don't know, girl. I don't know if I can invest the time. I just don't know. I don't I think know. The other show I've been watching is Love is Blind, which is okay. kind of similar. It's on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. kind of similar concept. Um, so basically the people like they split, like they live with the, the females live with the females and the men men live with the men, and then they have these little pods and they get to communicate and talk to each other, but they never get to see each other. So I guess the premise is for them to develop a emotional con- connection mm-hmm. um, based on just like talking and then you decide like who you want to marry. And then after you pick, you get to mm-hmm. see who the person is. So basically the premise is, is love really blind? <laughs> Do you have to marry the person you pick or you decide after you pick if you still want to marry them? 
I haven't got that far, but I don't know. I haven't hmm. got that far. I'm still watching it. I like that one, the premise of that one better than the Married at First Sight. I'm like, y'all playing with Covenant too much. Like, it's, marriage is serious, like for real. Oh, if it don't work, I'll just get a divorce. Like, uh, not so easy. I don't know. But yeah. let me know about Love is Blonde now. Let me know how that one comes out. Okay. I, am, you I was just, I was just telling my husband, I when my free time comes, I'm I like action. I like rom-coms. I like silly, like lighthearted stuff. And so one show that I did binge watch um, was it's a show executive produced by Mindy Kaling. It's called Never Have I Ever. And it was so cute to me. But why I say cute? Because it's, you know, it's it's about a, 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 a young teenage Indian girl, but a girl from India, but the cool thing was like they were able to incorporate like important issues at the same time while she's being a teenager, like things that teenagers really have to deal with, like, you know, mental health, you know, grief, you know, her um, father tragically passes away. And so she's processing through that. She has a couch, a therapist that she sees and she's so like brutally honest like not only with her therapist but like with her friends it's like I just I love the the rawness of it and then there's some components of it that are just absolutely hilarious and so she you know has this guy she's crushing on the popular jock of course and then another guy like she's kind of nerdy quirky you know another guy who's like her arch nemesis when it comes to um like um academics and stuff they always compete for the number one spot and just her whole pathway you know she's got two close friends that are kind of outcast too and they're making their way in life and then she develops a frenemy along the way and just like how she navigates all of that and so but I like Mindy Kaling and so I was like okay I want to support her and see how that's going and you know see how her show is doing and stuff and I just started watching one episode and I was like okay and I love the fact that they that the people that they chose to narrate like she actually has a male tennis player narrating for her which is weird that you hear like a guy talking for a girl you know and then a girl talk I think like Gigi Hadid or somebody narrates for a guy one episode just the way they choose certain people to narrate it it really it was really interesting to me but so yeah I binged that one actually pulled Chris in a little bit on that one we we watched that one a little bit together and then I watched movies like so um and actually I think I oh I'll come back to that one because we're going to talk about movies in a little bit but I'm trying to think of anything else I may have streamed corny stuff i think i streamed family reunion um that was cute that was cute um trying to think of any other shows do you watch uh power book (laughs) oh power book two i think it's book two or something like um i have not started watching the second season we did watch the first season but have not has the second season started yet it has and i'm <laughs> i kind of lost interest but <laughs> oh for real i mean it's something to watch yeah i'm, I'm behind like <laughs> i got it's you it's not something that's like ooh, it's on you know what about book three canaan that's Where the one I'm, i think that's the one that i'm that 
Skirt. Oh, I thought you were talking about because there are like three, there are like three, actually five different books, but they're all gonna have multiple seasons. So did you oh. watch did you watch book two of the one about his son where where Ghost Son is the main character? Yes, I did. So I thought that was good. They did a whole first season of that one. And I know they're getting ready to come back for season two of that one, but I don't believe it's come back yet. I know Raising Canaan, which is probably what you're talking about, did start. We did not start watching that one. You said it wasn't that good though? I mean, it's it's kind of slow in some parts. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I haven't heard much about it. And honestly, I feel like, I feel like um, the Power series is like such a guilty pleasure for me. It has to be like really good in order to pull me in. Otherwise, I'm like, I don't need to be watching this. I don't need to. Yeah, be I think I, I think that's where I think that's where I am with it. <laughs> but I am, I am. It is going to be challenging when they start back with season two of book two because that one was pretty good, the one with his son. So we'll see, we'll see. Courtney Kemp, I really like her. I really like the way she writes. I like the way she thinks and. Yeah, I, I like her. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I think that's all I'm binging TV wise. Movies. What was the last movie you saw or streamed? The Heist. I think that was last weekend we watched The Heist. The Heist or The Heights? The Heist. Oh, I'm thinking of In the Heights. The Heist is a movie? Yeah. So I think it's on they, Netflix. I think it was on Netflix. Okay. Um, if I remember correctly, or Hulu. That's how we normally watch Hulu or Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically they go and they find this treasure in the ocean and Outer Banks. Let me, let me, let me. Is it Outer Banks? Oh, we watched that too. Um, okay. Uh, no, no, no. So they find this treasure and mm-hmm. because of like territories or whatever, it gets mm-hmm. taken away from them and they basically find a way to steal it back. And it's gold. Got it's gold. Got it. So okay. It's it was good. If you like Is that a new one? Is that a new one? I don't know if it's new. okay. Okay. I may I have to look know. at that one. <laughs> any any other movies? That's the, the most recent one. You know, we we tire folks over here with four kids, so we <laughs> <laughs> This one. No, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Go um, two, I streamed two movies lately that were pretty good. One was on Netflix, Sweet Girl. I liked Sweet Girl with Jason Momoa. Okay. Um, everybody's favorite eye candy right now. But I thought it was dope because it had a nice little twist that I was like, okay, okay. That was smart. That was cool. So I like Sweet Girl, definitely an action flick, you know, um, if you like that sort of thing. And then a rom-com, we streamed Vacation Friends on Hulu oh, yeah. with Lil Rel. Did you too. watch it? What did you think? What did you think? It was hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was funny too. I thought they did a great job with, with John Cena and they did great. They did really good, like really good. And I'm a fan. I love Yvonne Orji. She's a believer. I love supporting her. Laurel, I'm glad he's sticking around, even though his show to me was not funny at all. But I think he's finding his niche. He was funny in this show and or in this movie. And John Cena, of course, is on his come up. So, well, as far as acting. So I thought it was really good. It was really cute. It was. 
<laughs> vacation friends. We were yes. crying. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it was very funny. Very funny. And I was surprised because I wasn't sure if it would be funny, but I'm glad it was. I'm yeah, because some like, I won't call it like silly comedy, but like some silly comedy is just like too silly. But this was mm-hmm. the right amount of comedy. Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. Uh, any other movies you binged before we move on to listening? Anything you're listening to these days? You know, I'm such a Lauren Daigle fan and Hillary Scott. I kind of stick to those artists um, and that genre of music for me mm-hmm. or or it's usually like mm-hmm. smooth jazz that I'm listening to while I'm cooking mm-hmm. and cleaning and stuff like that that's good that's good now that's bet that's better than me I honestly am not I mean I may listen to like uh you know a, a um, Christian hip-hop station or something on Spotify or something but outside of that girl I'm I'm trying to keep up you know we're doing our Bible in a year for I think this is our second or third year that we've done it so I'm I'm usually falling behind trying to keep up on that or a um a um another book study that my small group or somebody may have suggested so usually if I get a chance to listen to something I'm listening to that something on you version or interviews I listen to a lot of interviews like um, breakfast club interviews or just like um if I like a show then I'll look at all the interviews from them like I started watching all the interviews from never have I ever and stuff like that so yeah I usually am listening to either the bible or a devotional or an interview or like you know something like that so Cool. All right. So let's get into top picks for the week. So is there anything that you would recommend? Maybe it's something we already talked about. If it's a book, a TV show, or a podcast, or a social influencer that you've been keeping up with, anybody that you would recommend to the BE community? Definitely Woman of Office. I was going to say yeah we just finished the book study it was so good awesome Um, by pastor sarah jakes roberts is what i would recommend Mm -hmm. woman of um and then as far as podcasts i would also uh, recommend in the light by dr anita phillips um she's a trauma therapist and a life coach Um, Mm -hmm. So she talks um, to a lot of special guests and different things about thriving in love and life and relationships. So that's good. Those are my top picks. That's good. Yeah, mine was Woman Evolve. I would definitely recommend that if you have not read that book. It's an easy read, a fairly quick read. I say that because if I can make it through it, you can make it through it. You, You know, I'm not a heavy book reader, not as much as I used to be. And so I usually challenge myself during the summer, particularly with our BE book club to like finish a book. And this one, what I love so much about Woman Evolve is like, I mean, Sarah Jakes Roberts is an excellent storyteller, number one. So great stories in there from her own personal life experiences. But I think she does an excellent job of helping you to see um, certain characters in the Bible, stories from the Bible, in a way that you would never 
have thought about before, you know, stories that you're super familiar with, you know, everybody knows the story of Eve, everybody knows the story of Peter walking on water, but like really seeing them in a completely different way. I think she does an excellent job with that. And she does a great job of, of giving you practical, applicable steps that you can take um, as you yourself may be a woman evolving, you know, or no women in your life that are evolving and you want to figure out how to support them. So I would definitely recommend Woman Evolve by Sarah Jakes Roberts if you have not read it yet. And um, yeah. That's our pick for the week, our picks for the week. All right. You want to talk about the BE challenge? Our BE challenge for this week is to comment on this video or DM us on Facebook or Instagram at Becoming Even Today with your topic suggestions. Yes. We want to hear from you. We want to. Like, we, I mean, of course, we'll pick some stuff to talk about because we love talking about whatever's going on, you know. But we want to make sure, too, that we're including things that you want to hear about, things that you care about, things that are important to you. So don't miss this opportunity. Ping us. You can actually um, comment on this video. You can comment on our page. You can slide in our DMs on Instagram or Twitter and say, hey, have you thought about so-and-so? Or are you planning to talk about such and such? Like, we want to hear from you. So tell us what you want us to talk about, please. <laughs> Speaking of that, you want to tell them what we're talking about next week? <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So next week we are talking about booties and body image. The double Bs, the double Bs, booties and body image. That is what we're talking about. So come ready to be raw and uncut. We're going to talk about everything from, you know, how we view ourselves to fads that are going on with plastic surgery to eating disorders, like all of that. And what fuels that? Where does that come from? Like, why? Why do we view our bodies a certain way? Why do we treat our bodies a certain way? Like, why? So we're going to be talking about the double Bs. All right. Uh, and we hope to see you there. Yes. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram twitter at becoming eve today that is one word and we'll see you guys soon see you soon bye don't forget to like us on facebook twitter and instagram click subscribe on youtube and subscribe to the podcast check us out at becomingevatoday.com or email us at becomingevatoday.com see you next time, time.